Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me are Pastors Brian and Matt. Hello. Hey, hey. And it is Election Day. Woo! We are recording this on the morning. We are all decked out in red, white, and blue. Tuesday morning. I, you, you, you were wearing all gray. I was wondering if that was like a symbol. I got of dressed like in the dark. Feeling. No, <laughs> I just got dressed in the dark. <laughs> okay. Um, it is Election Day, and we have been talking for the last eight weeks in our sermons about politics, about the nature of everything going on in the world. And we just thought it would be helpful for us as a church family. Um, and really, that, that's what this podcast is for, right? Like, this isn't like going out for the world. Like, th- this is your pastors talking to you in the midst of all the different things that are going on. And right in the midst of this election, we thought it would be helpful for us to get an opportunity to express to you what our hopes and prayers are for our local church today and in the days to come. Um, We're kind of purposely recording this actually before the results are in. Um, We don't know. (laughs) If you're listening to this on Wednesday, well, you might not know, but we don't know. (laughs) That's right. For sure. That's right. So if at this, if at whatever point you're listening to this and you know how the election turned out, both on the presidential level and all the other propositions and city councils and school boards, um, and community college. Apparently, that was the the first five pages of my was like community. I found college. that one of the most confusing. That actually. was yeah, yeah. I d- did some did some interesting seat number there. four. Here's eighteen people running. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just looked up the L.A. Times recommendations. Honestly, I I used those, but I didn't go with all of them. Okay. Because I did a little bit of additional research. I think there's maybe one of like them. Like Facebook did. research? There's not like a lot of research on these people. No, there, there's like not a lot. Their profile. There's, there, there's something, you know, they've got, they've got, this guy a, has a weird they've got websites. Account. They've oh. got websites. Okay. All well, right. I mean, half of them. <laughs> okay. If you're running for, if you're running for an office and today, if you do not have a website, I'm probably not going to like consider you. So just, just for future reference. But like, those of I need you somewhere planning to go. on running. Yeah. I just, I need somewhere to go. College. I need somewhere to go. Yeah. I, I'm planning on running, so I'll keep that in mind. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. So, will you vote for me? It. Will you have a website? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fascinating question. I have a live journal. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it. We'll, we'll do a separate podcast on that. But today. The Will You Vote for Matt <laughs> podcast? <laughs> What are the st- <laughs> Maybe we could just roll this into my uh, my uh, my campaign. I probably would. I prob. I'm, I'm just saying. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> but what should I run for? Well, that's 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 the probably dog catcher. Dog catcher. Do they elect dog catchers anymore? I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't voted for one. I don't think. It's been a while. <laughs> it's definitely been a while. At some point, did people elect dog catchers? Is that a thing that actually happened? Yeah. I feel like that's a saying. Like people used to talk about that. Like animal control. I think it was. Um, it, I think it was before um, uh, Bob Barker used to tell people to get their uh, pets spayed and neutered. Remember, he used to say that. Wow. He did. Yeah. So did. I think it, before that, it was a major problem. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Because I was there, <laughs> and I want that's, a car. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. D- have you ever been? On the Price is Right? I have won a car on the Price is Right. Wow. When I was 19 years old. And what, um, tell me of the nature of your hair. All right. This also, we're going to 
pushed to another podcast. Today, <laughs> Scott had bleach tips. Re- reaction <laughs> video. Puka shell necklace. And an earring. That's right. Controversial. It was. <laughs> and a scraggly goatee. Um, the today's election day. We wanted to. Why do um, you listen to this? Communicate about there, there it is. Uh, communicate to you just about our thoughts and hopes, and really our the, the things that we are praying for you and for our local church. Um, in the midst of everything going on, actually, it was interesting. I, I usually don't. I, I usually sleep really soundly, and I had a good night's sleep last night. But I woke up really early. I just felt for no in particular reason. Um, and I was just struck as I was laying there in bed um, with this just longing to pray. With this longing to pray for our country, with this, for, with this longing to pray for this day, for this longing to pray for our city. And it, it was fascinating because it was so peaceful. Because I wasn't, I, I wasn't anxious about it. Mm. But, I, but I was, in a sense, I had, had like this godly concern um, and not even necessarily for all, all the, um, how everything's going to pan out, although that's, that's part of it, but a lot of it's just for praying a lot for our people's hearts. I think it's one of the things that we're most concerned. That's obviously why we've been talking about that over the last eight weeks, but I would love to just hear from each of you as you think about the things that you are praying for our local church today and, in the the weeks to come what what is it that you uh are hoping and really are are asking god to do um in the lives of people in the midst of this kind of unique historical moment um in this pandemic in this divisive election in um in 2020 and all that that uh that encapsulates uh on a day like today um I think a lot about um, what James Smith talks about. Uh, he's a philosopher, a Christian writer. Um, he talks about uh, politics sometimes, and he uses the phrase uh, a holy ambivalence. Um, and there's a risk there. Uh, I think devoting our series uh, in this many weeks to politics shows us that we, we understand the importance of what's going on. But we, on a day like Election Day, I mm-hmm. find a phrase like holy ambivalence to be really helpful Mm. um, because it means that you have a sense of the larger control and goodness of God that can override uh, your, uh, the roller coaster of what the results are going to be in your own heart and your own mind and kind of in in your soul and the way you're conducting yourself on a day like today. And tomorrow, if the results are in or if they're not, you know, there's, there's just so much uh, anxiety that is out there and it's helpful to acknowledge that for some people um this an election like this touches down very tangibly in their lives so there's there are certain people in our church body for whom the policies uh and the positions that are being put forward by various candidates or various propositions or things like that will drastically affect their life like this year Mm. um that's a real thing uh, and for other people, it's a little less tangible, it's a little less direct, um, but they still feel like there's a lot of skin in the game. They still feel like really climactic things are happening um, right now. And when I hear James Smith talk about a holy ambivalence, uh, I don't see it as just people who've made politics a hobby uh, and who are sort of rooting for a team or another and like, well, don't, don't worry so much about who wins the game. I see it as tied to something like Psalm 46, 
If the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Mm. Um, there's something really important about a, a functional belief in God as the King of Kings that we need uh, in this uh, in election week, especially mm. because talking about it hypothetically um, is a lot easier than living through it in the moment. Um, and so I think for us, it's easy to hypothetically uh, think about how, well, you know, politics is important, but not ultimate. My hope isn't caught up in this. But you find your heart going along for the ride with that ultimacy of hope uh, on days like today, on, on what everyone's saying is like the most important election of our lifetime, these, these things that are thrown about. And so I think my prayer is that we'd have the right kind of holy ambivalence, mm. that we'd have the right kind of ability to look at the world around us and say, I, at some level, people are trying to say that our kingdom is tottering. I'm not sure if that's true. There's, there's a lot of hyperbole and exaggeration in politics across the board. But who knows? Um, maybe it is. I, you know, it, it, who knows? It's hard, you can't, we can't tell the future. Um, and yet, no matter what happens, no matter how big the tottering is, uh, no matter how much the nations rage, the Lord of hosts is still with us. And that's got to be a real thing for us. And so that's kind of my prayer for myself and for all of us as we, as we walk through this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking, um, thinking about that this morning as well, Scotty, and um, I, I agree with what Brian said um, about a holy ambivalence. I think there's there's a, a thought in my mind um, coming back to the discipleship pathway and coming back to the fact that there is a a very real calling that we have as citizens, as participants participants in our society Mm -hmm. to try to engage well in in this arena and to take a kingdom mindset into the arena of politics to as you're saying brian care um and and uh uh, understand that it's important but not ultimate understand that there's a uh a bigger picture a bigger universal eternal um spiritual picture that needs to dominate our mindset and my hope and prayer for the church and and just thinking in this time is thinking about that discipleship pathway and how um, this is a season where maybe we've thought about and talked about politics a lot. And if you're not careful, um, it can be like Brian always used to compare it to um, a, a guy who only, you know, uh, lifts, does curls with his right arm in the gym where he's got a huge right arm and everything else is disproportionately small because he's not, there's not a holistic approach. And, and my mm-hmm. hope and prayer is that we as a church would be um, just godly men and women who are taking a holistic approach to our, our walk with Christ, that this is a season maybe where you thought about politics a lot, but um, going into this next season, that that's not going to be the thing that dominates your mind and your heart, um, that you're going to be uh, engaging with God in his word, that you're going to be communing with him and meditating on um, his truths in prayer, that you're going to be letting God continue to work in your heart um, uh, from the inside out, that you're going to be invested in your community, brothers and sisters in Christ, and that you're going to be on mission reaching out to those who don't know um, um, don't know Christ yet. And so um, that there would be just like a consistent and, and uh, a refocus in our hearts and our minds on um, following Christ and being a disciple of Jesus Christ uh, uh, heading into a season that maybe is less emphasized on one aspect of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I, man, I think both of those characterize in a lot of ways what what continues to burden my heart in a longing. I mean, it's, it's more than just a desire for our church family. I just have such a longing for our church family um, that we would grow through this, that we'd be able to look back and see, look, 
that, that was hard. That there were parts of it that were uncomfortable. Um, but I'm closer to Jesus because of this fight I've been fighting, because of this wrestling I've been doing, because of the the the, the sin that's been exposed and that I've I, I've seen and and dealt with and and confessed and repented of the the the, the suffering that I've I've recognized. Um, that maybe I didn't totally see or appreciate before in my own life, in the lives of those around me. And, and, and I, I have an increased compassion because of what the Lord's doing. I mean, it just that we'd be able to look back on this season and, and see God's hand as he directs us through it. And, and that through that, our, because we would increasingly have our identity shaped by the reality that we are citizens of an eternal kingdom, that, that we would consistently have our minds shaped by the reality that we are children in an eternal family and that these primary identities um, would not only inform how we view or understand politics, but they would, they would shape how we view ourselves and view everyone else around us. And, and, and I think that in light of that, I think actually in, in, in addition to everything you guys have talked about, I, I also, I was praying this morning, like my, my prayer for our, our church family is that some healing might take place too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, a, we're a diverse church and we've talked about this before and we are a, uh, a church filled with people who passionately disagree on some of the fundamental questions that we are voting on today. Um, and I think that that has caused and that compounded by the fact that we haven't been physically together as, as a large community, compounded with the pressures of the pandemic. Um, I, I don't think that that yeah I, I don't when I look at our church I don't think like our church is like divided or that we have these like huge crisis moments. But I also but I do think that there's there have been strains of division um, that have formed during this season that I'm, I'm really just praying that the Lord would use this next season for, for healing, um, for remembering, for looking across it. And, and instead of seeing you painted a color in my head, seeing looking across the table and seeing you painted blue or looking across the, the, the table and seeing you painted red. Like I, I'd, I'd look across the table and see you painted with the blood of Christ. <laughs> Right, like which is you. red. I know. I, 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 I was trying to get away, get away from it. There wasn't anyway. It's, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> Wait, doesn't it depend on if it's going out from the heart? No, I think it depends on if it's if it's uh, exposed to oxygen. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I don't. I know nothing. I only about turns this. red when. I, I don't, let's let's not. Use was that was that here. too much, Brian? I'm I'm getting a glaring look at him, but from him, you guys can't see this <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, he dug a hole and you just dug it way deeper. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm I here dug for. It and was gonna, I dug it and then was going to skip right over it. I yeah. was going to give it to him, yeah. yeah. And... And, and, and you're like, oh, no, 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 let me pull you back down in. Yeah, that's that's called love. <laughs> Doesn't Jesus talk about that? <laughs> Something like that. One, when your one, brother's, when your no, brother's in a hole. No, if one person's in a hole, you yeah. jump in and dig it deeper for him? I misunderstood <laughs> I that I think passage. an ox is involved at that point. Oh, yeah, there's an ox. But I pray that there's some healing. And there's some honestly, and 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 that there's some healing. Actually, this is a, this is a. I think that there's that there's some healing with laughter. That there's healing with enjoyment of one another. That, that we remember uh, how God created us to live uh, in 
our identity that's shared in him, in the enjoyment of one another, in rejoicing with one another when we rejoice and weeping with one another when we weep. I, I hope that in this season of, of healing that we would, um, even in our response to the election, to whatever happens, that we would, um, our rejoicing or our weeping would be conditioned by the fact that our brother, our, the brother next to us might be doing something different. And so I, I'm we're shaped by that and um and then the lord would do even a, a healing that's, that's deeper than, than we even know i mean when, when i think about a prayer for today i maybe it's because my mind's just simple like multiple times a year when i'm having trouble praying i just go back to the lord's prayer <laughs> like over and over and i'm like ah like what i don't know like it's just not feeling I'm not sure what to say. I'm not sure. Maybe it's gotten rote. Um, but when Jesus told his disciples, when you pray, pray like this. Like I just, I, I, I've never found a need to graduate from, <laughs> from that. And as I was reflecting on it, it seemed like an appropriate prayer for today, right? That I, I mean, I think that we would enter into today with a prayer of recogni- recognizing the holiness of God, his kingship, the hallowed be his name. Right, not the name of any one or leader or party on earth, but that that His name would be made holy on earth, and then that we would pray. I mean, my prayer for this election is that His kingdom would come and His will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hmm. Um, I, actually, we, when we were praying, we were praying at the dinner table last night with the kids, um, specifically for today, um, specifically for the election, and I realized that in some ways I, I didn't know. I, I, I looked at my ballot and I made an educated vote on all the different things offered to me, including community college uh, commissioners. Um, but there's a part of me that confessed that I, I don't know enough to know exactly how it should go or exactly how this election fits into the story of the history of the world and how God is um, navigating his kingdom through it in the rise and falls of empires. And so, man, is it uh, peace giving to instead pray, Lord, will your kingdom come? Will your will be done? Because I, I not only am I not powerful enough to bring it into fruition, I, I'm not wise enough to even know what it should be. Um, but I can I can ask you and ask for your help and ask for you to to redeem the things that that seem like an irredeemable mess um, going forward and 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 then I mean you know the, the prayer goes on I don't want to belabor this but the prayer goes on is great give us this day our daily bread I you know what I think we should pray for tonight I think we should pray for enough bread tomorrow you know like we like elections are so much about the macro and like all of everything going on like where are we headed and what about society and it's fascinating that god prays actually just before he talks about uh not worrying about tomorrow but because each day has enough worry of its own he, he encourages us to pray just for tomorrow's bread for what that, that he might provide again like he's done every day of our lives to this point provide our daily bread and then when i think about that healing i think about the need to ask as the prayer says, forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. I think that there's probably in all of our hearts 
some forgiveness we need to ask for in light of the last couple months and how we've engaged, how we've even thought about others. Um, I also probably think there's some forgiveness that we need to, to offer. Um, and we call this to lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil. Um, I think that's, when I think about uh, Brian, the, the majority of the sermon series, I, I think that's really actually what we've been trying to do. We, we've been trying to help people uh, not be led into temptation and be delivered from evil in the midst of, of, of this. And uh, in addition to preaching it, I think that's what we are, yeah, I think that's what, that's what we're praying for. Here, here. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think it's great. I think it's really important. And I think it's, uh, I, I would say for some people maybe in this season who um, we're hoping we'd me be more decisive in our sermon series one way or the other, mm-hmm. or feel like we're missing one thing here or there. We, we might be missing stuff, but our heart is for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you just said. that's what we want. We want you to know Christ more. We want you to, um, we want you to be drawn into him. We want you to be, we want the prayers that Jesus commands us to pray, the Lord's prayer, to be answered in your life. And mm-hmm. that's what we're hoping for, and that's what we're praying for. Absolutely. Well, wh- why don't we why don't we lead those listening? Why don't we lead our local church in prayer? Brian, I know you've been doing the majority of the heavy lifting and thinking and processing through this um, through this this season for us as a church and through the sermon series. Um, would you just lead us in prayer? And, um, yeah, a prayer for all of us kind of from this day that we might through these random, uh, or not th- through these means of technology, <laughs> hmm. uh, get to pray together as a church today. Um, and this week. Yeah, let's pray. Great Lord, we come to you now, uh, recognizing your fullness and your size. Uh, You don't just have goodness, you are goodness. You don't just have strength and power, you are strength and power. In you is all that is good and right and holy. And we stop and stand amazed at the grace that you show us. There is more beauty in what Jesus has done for us than any mouth or pen can tell and so we stop uh, and are stopped short by what you've done for us through Jesus Christ our Lord we thank you that through him we can call you father and that the king of kings who reigns yesterday today and forever would look with favor upon us and joy and care and that despite uh, the trials and the struggles the sufferings the difficulties that come in this life and through this election, that that care is unabated, unwavering, that our inheritance is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, guarded in heaven. Lord, help us set our eyes on things above as we walk through this day and the weeks to come and the months and years. Remind us as our own kingdoms and the kingdoms around us totter, as our own thoughts and the thoughts of the societies we live in rage. That yet the Lord of hosts is with us and for us through Jesus Christ. And in that, let us find enough security and therefore joy to laugh deeply, to love widely and broadly and well our neighbor as ourselves, 
to share in the fullness that you have purchased for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Would you let this election and this political season, as well as all the individual seasons we walk through, and the family that we have together in this particular church body, be things that we are able to chase back up to you, the fullness of all, so that we might find our joy, our hope, and our love in you. We thank you for what you've done. Would you bring about healing, forgiveness, wholeness in your body here, this church family? Would you incite people who need to have conversations to have them, to give them boldness and humility? Would you let us all look to others as more significant than ourselves because we see the great cost at which our Lord did that for us? And would you remind us that at the end of all this, whatever may come, a door opens into an eternity that cannot be taken away from us, where every tear is wiped away, where the fullness of joy is to be found, where we finally don't see through a mirror dimly, but see face to face the beauty that is all and that is all in all and that is you. Walk with us, Father. Make us into your image. Make us the body of Christ on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, B. And thank you for listening, church family. Man, it is, it's such a joy to serve with you guys. And we hope that you all know how, just how much we love you. Um, we're praying for you. We're praying for you today. We're praying for you this week as we always, as we always are. So we'll be praying for you this week. And we'll see you on Sunday.